What is going on, ladies, gentlemen, listeners of the Didn't Ask podcast? How is everybody doing? Welcome back to another episode of the This Right Here podcast, episode 68. I say from the top of my head, I'm not fully sure. I didn't look it up this time. I'm so sorry. How is everybody doing? Hope you had a good weekend. I did have a good weekend. It was a very relaxing weekend. There was no Formula One this past weekend, so I didn't have to do that. There wasn't really that big of a UFC event this weekend, but I did watch the UFC fight and that was going on. Some pretty fun fights on that card, some big names in the making. I mean, again, in the making is such a harsh thing to say, but like there the were some guys that are entering the top 10 now and... It could be a real problem for the champions in their respective divisions. Like I said, there was no UFC. There wasn't really wrestling. Um, I say that there wasn't really wrestling, but of course there was. There was Forbidden Door on Sunday. I didn't watch it, so I just went through Twitter and saw the, the reactions to people debuting and stuff like that. And Forbidden Door was a very cool and interesting pay-per-view uh, overall. The idea itself was very cool, having two quote-unquote rivaling uh, promotions go up against each other is such a fun idea and I listened to the interview interview within quotations between uh, John Moxley and his wife Renee on Renee's podcast uh, The Sessions if you want to listen to that it's a very fun listen uh, it's talking about his his addiction and why he went to rehab and how that whole went and it's very interesting to listen to that be explained uh, by him But they also go into the relationship he had with New Japan and that he has with AEW right now and how he was basically the instigator of this whole event and how he is the one that was just like, hey, I'm going to work in New Japan and maybe we should send some other people over to New Japan too so that they can train and just learn the ways of professional wrestling in Japan and just get better and better and better of ones and this basically was the reason why he or why we have Forbidden Door now which is very cool and it's a again like I'm saying it's a very cool concept and uh, maybe they they can do it more often maybe they can do Forbidden Door with different promotions so maybe they do it the thing is with and with AEW it's very weird that they call this the Forbidden Door because it's not necessarily forbidden at all. Because AEW has been very open to having people over from different promotions. They had, of course, Thunder Rosa over before she got signed. And Thunder Rosa was then a NWA superstar. So they have had crossover there. And then, of course, uh, Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, bought Ring of Honor. So there is not, there is just, that's just basically the same company now even though they're still operated separately, but they're still somewhat related with each other. So there are very little companies that still can cross over in the sense how they did it right now because AEW has a very good relationship with other companies. And I think that overall that is very good. And I think that overall it is beneficial for everybody in the sense that when you need something to spice up a pay-per-view or to spice up a special event that you're doing you can get people from new japan speaking out of aew's view but when you have characters that aren't really doing much or have hit a point in their storyline slash career where they are kind of 
done with growing, you can send them over to New Japan, let them learn new tricks, maybe change their character up a little bit, and when they come back, they are red hot. And it's something that we, of course, saw with Cody Rhodes, who basically made AEW what it was with their... First, with of course, with the all-in pay-per-view, which then grew out to be all out in AEW. And again, he is one of the founders of AEW. And he basically left WWE as a mid-carder, went across the whole world, rest in Japan, Mexico, in Europe, you name it, and then came back in WWE as the top guy. And I feel like this is something you can do when you have a very good working relationship with different companies in different countries so you can say that hey i don't know semi guevara for example semi guevara is doing fantastic right now but we don't see this storyline working out to the end of the year maybe in november we send him over to new japan so he can fucking compete in the super junior tournament or whatever so he can get a little bit more reps in japan but also work on his character and work on his craft himself and learn more shit and that's something that John Moxley said in the interview, and it was such a cool idea. So I hope that AW does something like that and just keeps working with other companies to make their own wrestlers better, but also help their wrestlers and get more exposure all over the globe. Well, this isn't a WWE podcast or a wrestling podcast altogether. This is a reddit podcast where i jam on dive into the world of reddit to see whether people asked reddit and didn't ask me let's jump into the first question of today coming from user bitter underscore joke 1589 and they ask the supreme court has overturned roe v wade how do you feel first off there is a thunderstorm going right now as i'm recording this so you might hear some thunder and fucking shit in the background I'm so sorry, but also not really because I have to record this podcast if you want to listen to this, right? So, yeah, going to the question. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. How do you feel? Personally, I think this fucking sucks. I am very much a, a fan of the government helping people and not necessarily standing in their way. I've always said that more things should be legal. I feel like in the Netherlands, we have hit a point where... A lot of things are legal and making them legal actually takes the criminality out of the case and makes things a lot safer. And this is the thing that, of course, Roe v. Wade stood for for all these years, where the Americans had Roe v. Wade, which said that women can get abortions across the United States. And then different states started putting rules and regulations in place, which, again, I am all for rules and regulations. I want to make things as safe as possible. So having a rules that, hey, you can only have an abortion in the first trimester and then up to 20 weeks or something like that, I think that is totally normal. But completely banning that is just, it just sucks in any way, shape, or form you look at it. It's, again, it's the same thing with, with weed. And I'm not comparing women to weed. But it's the same thing where the more you make it illegal the more issues it's going to bring to the regular people around us, right? Because instead of having a government that regulates things and regulates how much THC can be in in a bud and how much, how big a joint can be at maximum, these are all fucking random examples. But like, if you don't have that, 
you're gonna have motherfuckers that are gonna make weed with fucking 90% THC and people are gonna fucking space out of their goddamn mind and run into a fucking tree and then a tree branch falls on their head and then they're dead. Shit like that. And and that's the thing that I fear the most right now with the reversal of Roe v. Wade and the fact that this is just gonna put women in a, such a shitty situation where... They always use this as an example, but I think it is a good example, so that's why people are using it. But, like, yeah, what if a fucking girl gets raped by her uncle or by her dad and then gets pregnant and then needs to fucking bear this this child and have to carry this child for nine months knowing that this is her father's kid and technically, like, her sister? Like, that's fucking outrageous to me. It, it is such a mind-boggling statement to make and especially from a country that that represents itself as the land of the free and home of the brave like what they're doing right now is absolutely the opposite of what america stands for america stands for freedom it stands for doing what you want to do living the american dream as they would call it but right now it, it is nothing like it and the thing is is that it also sets a very dangerous precedent and that is something that some people are talking about, but some people aren't talking about because, of course, we want to deal with this right now. But it is one of those things where if you stand for nothing, you fall for everything type thing. And it's just the question is like, how far is this Supreme Court willing to go to get their own rules and regulations that they want, in a sense? That the reversal of Roe v. Wade... Again, it can have so many implications where we can now look at the Constitution, which is like what the law is based on in the United States, and just point things out and that are not constant or not comparable to what the rules are that they are living now. So what I want to say is that it can very well be the fact that, hey, in two months, we're going to take away gay, gay marriage or something like that. There are so many implications because, of course, gay marriage isn't part of the Constitution because it wasn't thought of as something that should be a a ground right. That wasn't the case in fucking 1781 when they wrote the fucking Constitution. So there are so many implications. And again, we are now thinking of hypotheticals. But just thinking about the fact that, hey, if... Okay, so I, I listen to the Hamilton soundtrack quite often. And there's this part where they say, we hope the truths to be self-evident and all men are created equal. And that is, of course, a line from the actual constitution. And what it says is, all men are created equal. So if we're going to take the Supreme Court's word for what they're doing right now, so they're basically implying like, hey, abortion isn't part of the constitution because it's never described as such. We can now go to that and point out that, hey, it says all men are created equal, so women aren't equal, and therefore women don't have the right to vote or something like that. And, of course, they're fucking outrageous hypotheticals, but seemingly with the precedent that they're setting right now is that it is a possibility for them to do such a thing. And that is the thing that I find the scariest, where if they look at those if they look at the words that are written and take them at face value, you're going to definitely get in a fucking weird situation where we're going to move backwards in time in all fucking ways of life. 
because the constitution, the American constitution, isn't built around diversity and about genders and stuff like that because it's written fucking 300 years ago by a bunch of white fucking people that crossed the sea from England and said, oh, we're going to be here because we're going to be our own boss. So there are so many things that are completely wrong with the document in the sense that, hey, it's written out of the viewpoint of somebody that lived in 1781 and 1780s and, and not from a person that lives in 2022 where we have different values and different views on things. And still, it, it's infuriating that this is where we are now, where we have to talk to people and we have to find a way to say that, hey, this is a very important right to have, to be able to have the choice. And that is the most mind-boggling thing. And it's something that I've had an issue with for all my life. It's just that banning abortion, again, banning anything outright, is such a backwards way of thinking because it feels like people are looking at it as like, if abortion is legal, you have to have an abortion. Sometimes it feels like that when that is not the case. And I can understand that, hey, yeah, you don't want abortion. So don't have an abortion, right? Like, I don't really understand. Like, the fact that alcohol is legal doesn't mean that everybody drinks alcohol, right? So why the fuck can we think about abortion the same way where, hey, abortion is legal. That doesn't mean you have to have an abortion. It's just an option for you out there for the people that do need it. In what way, shape, or another? Because, again, some people need to have an abortion for medical reasons because the fetus died uh, The fetus died nine weeks in and is still, you know, stuck in the mother and that needs to get aborted out. And they do a suck and clean, is what they call it, which sounds absolutely horrible. But, again, there are so many things, yeah, that I can say about this. It is just mind-boggling to me. And I hope that the people of the United States figure this shit out and hold this Supreme Court more accountable for what they're doing. Because, again, this can lead to serious precedent. So, going back to the question asked by user bitter underscore joke 1589. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. How do you feel? I feel absolutely horrible for all the women that live in the United States. And I, I said this a, a little while back at the, the in a kind of funny Twitch chat. It's that, as a kid, I didn't want anything else than live in the United States and basically live the American dream. And now at this point, I'd rather go to Antarctica because I feel like the United States has their priorities completely wrong. And I think that the United States is going down a very dark path, in my opinion. I don't really want to know what the next election is going to be because uh, Donald Trump is going to be part of it, probably. And if he wins again, um, I, I don't really think that the United States can come back from that. So yeah, thank you for your question, bitter underscore joke. Moving on to the second question of today, coming from user Itsy Bitsy Joxy. And they ask, would you be in a sexless relationship? What circumstance would you find acceptable for this? As you might know, I'm very much a virgin, never had a serious relationship. So I don't really understand what a relationship is like and what you ask from each other. But to me, like, would I be in a sexual relationship? I don't think so. But of course, it has different annotations, different side notes. Because the fact is that I have never been in a serious relationship myself. 
so I don't really know what a relationship is like and what the dynamic is. So I don't really know what to expect from it. And I cannot not really say that, oh, I would be in a sexual relationship. But I'm a very affectionate person. Like I love hugging people and touching them and stuff like that, which sounds very rude. Don't get me wrong. But like I'm very much like a physical touch type of person. So if and and that goes combined with my very much a monogamy view of relationships. Like it's gonna be really hard for me to be in a sexless relationship where I cannot share the love that I have for that person with that person in a sense. Like, yeah, we can cuddle, we can kiss and stuff like that. But like, maybe I want something more. And then the thing is that I cannot do that because I'm very much in that monogamy phase in my head where I don't want to be with another person to do that. So to me, I think, yeah, it's going to be really hard to be in a sexless relationship. And then in what circumstances would it be acceptable? Well, yeah, if I'm fucking old and dead or something like that. Because then if I cannot get it up anymore, that's what, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. So going back to your question, itsy bitsy joxy, would you be in a sexual relationship? What circumstance would you find acceptable for this? On first few, I probably won't be because I am a very much a physical touch type of person. So if we cannot have something physical with each other, that's going to be really hard for me. And that combined with the fact that I just don't want to feel that I'm cheating on somebody, that's going to be really hard for me. But in what circumstances would it be acceptable? Well, if I'm old and about to die. Thank you for your question, Itsy Bitsy. Moving on to the third question of today, coming from user Leadership Difficult, and they ask, who's an actor or actress you cannot stand at all? And this is kind of a, it's, it's kind of an actress, kind of not, but I cannot stand Amy Schumer. I at first thought that Amy Schumer was pretty funny, but from everything I've seen now, she's totally not funny at all. I don't know what it is, but her comedy is just absolutely atrocious to me. And I don't think she's funny at all. Maybe there are some funny moments, but overall, I just don't think her jokes are funny. And the funny thing is, speaking of funny, uh, she was on the Kardashians, the new Kardashians reality show on uh, Disney Plus over here and Hulu in the United States, where Kim was about to do Saturday Night Live and she went to Amy Schumer for tips and Amy Schumer wrote a couple of jokes for her and I was just like, well, this is going to be terrible. And it was. The jokes were absolutely terrible. They were really bad. So yeah, I, I, I think that Amy Schumer overall as a personality, I just don't think that she is funny. And with that makes her, in my opinion, a fucking unbearable actress to look at because she always thinks that she's the funniest person in the room, which she's definitely not. And then she tries to portray that on screen. And it is very much like a Rebel Wilson type physical comedy in a sense and i i just i i cannot deal with that shit so going to your question leadership difficult who's an actor or actress you cannot stand at all and my answer would be amy schumer because she thinks that she is the funniest person in the room but definitely isn't thank you for your question moving on to the fourth question of today coming from user isabel underscore k and they ask on a first date you ask them what their favorite book is what response would make you get up and leave? If they say, my favorite book is Mein Kampf from Adolf Hitler, then I would definitely be walking. And if something else, that's pretty much an obvious answer to this question. 
But if the answer was a little bit more like childish, where it's like, oh, my fucking favorite book is Geronimo Stilton, then I would be like, okay, I would not get up and leave immediately, but I would be like, okay, please enlighten me. Why is that your favorite book? What's going on? I would at least analyze it a little bit and then get up and leave. But if the person would say Mein Kampf, then I would definitely say, fuck off. This isn't working for us. So yeah, going back to your question, Isabel underscore K. On the first date, you ask them what their favorite book is, what response would make you get up and leave. And again, like I'm saying, Mein Kampf would be definitely an instant no and get up and leave. And another would be like a very childish book where it's like, uh, it's a child's book dribble or whatever the fuck the dog is called and Clifford the red dog stuff like that where it's just like "Mm -hmm, maybe we should look into uh you know dating different people thank you for your question Isabel moving on to the fifth and final question of the ask reddit subreddit for today coming from user dublin2006 and they ask what's something you want written on your gravestone this is something i have never thought about and the answer is would i get a gravestone and the answer is probably not because my family is very much into getting cremated and then spread over some fields. So I probably won't even have a gravestone. But they nowadays sometimes do these nameplates, which is pretty cool. Where you can have like a nameplate with the name and then maybe a little text with that. So we're going to just assume that that is what I'm getting in some way, shape or another. And then I would say... We can do it very nerdy. It's like, uh, this is completely game over now or something like that. Or just saying, this is it. Or I kind of want it to be funny. And I I wanted to just be like, thanks for listening. Goodbye. (laughs) Because that's, of course, what I say at the end of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. That would be a funny one, I guess. Yes, let's keep it for that. For now, that is the answer to your question. Dublin 2006. What is something you want written on your gravestone? And it probably would be, Thanks for listening. Goodbye. And that would be all my gravestone. Yeah, that would be a very funny and also like suiting. Like it's like, thanks for listening. People listen to me. I had the time to prep my stupid words. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks that. Yeah, goodbye. And now moving on to the final question of today coming from the MIDS subreddit asked by user Rocks and Heart Places 1. And they ask, Am I the asshole for going into the ladies' room? I am a 31-year-old man and was at a large store yesterday with my 5-month-old son when he did what babies do. I went over to the restroom and saw that there wasn't a family-slash-companion restroom, just a men's and women's. I went into the men's room and saw there was a cubicle and a few urinals, but no changing table. The sink didn't have a counter either. I walked out and hunted down an employee to ask where the changing table was. She said it was in the bathroom and I asked where, assuming that there was a family slash companion restroom on the other side of the store. She took me back to where I just was. I asked if there was another bathroom and she said no. I told her I was just in the bathroom and there was no changing table. She asked if I was sure and suggested to look again. I was annoyed, but I went back into the men's room, no changing table. When I came out, the employee was gone. Keep in mind, my son has been in his poopy diaper this whole time. So I gave up and head into the ladies' room, which sure enough had a changing table. There was a woman in there washing her hands, and she said, Wrong bathroom, buddy. I gestured to my son and said, No changing table in the men's room. She left and said, Bro, that sucks. Then she walked out. 
so I rush to change him, hoping to be done before anybody walks in. I am almost done when a woman walks in and starts screaming at me. I tried to explain what I was doing, but she kept screaming, get out, you can't be here. And then she ran out. I finished putting the diaper on and rushed out of the bath. I saw the woman talking to an employee and decided to leave without my stuff. The employee tried to wave me down and stop me, but I rushed out to my car, buckled up my son into the car seat and left. My wife said I absolutely did the right thing, but my mom said I am an idiot and was 100% in the wrong. My sister won't stop laughing at me and is no help at all. Am I the asshole? Thanks for this complete story because that always helps make up your mind and it makes you visualize the events that happened and makes me come to a verdict much quicker. And the answer here would be, are you the asshole? Definitely not. No, you went to a store that didn't have the right facilities for you and your kid. And that woman, like that woman, she went too far. She could have just been like, hey, you're in the wrong bathroom. And then be like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm just changing my son. There is no changing tables. Like if this was such a big issue for her, that like there is a man in a women's bathroom, then the easy thing would just be, hey, stay outside of the bathroom till the guy is finished. Then you walk in and then everything is fine, right? Because then there is no issue. Not an issue at all because you're not in the bathroom and the whole bathroom is empty. Like, honestly, I am very much of the mind that I don't really care about the separate bathrooms at all. Like, I'm not going to be a fucking, like, okay, I'm saying this, that, but like thinking about it, like, okay, I get it. To a certain extent, like I get that women don't want to get spied on when somebody looks down their fucking cubicle and whatever sees. Yeah, I don't know. Like overall, I think that a bathroom is just a place you fucking pee and poo and you're fine and get the fuck out. You know what I mean? So, are you the asshole? No, this woman definitely was. Because again, like I'm saying, she could have just been like, "Hey, you're in the wrong bathroom," and then seen that you were changing your son and be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, there is no changing table in the other room. I'm just gonna be." five seconds and I will be gone and be none of your fucking business because she seemingly didn't have to go to the bathroom that you know that that quickly because she had the opportunity to complain to an employee about you so I don't really feel bad for her in that sense I can understand to a certain extent that she would be like in in some type of shock where it's just like hey I wasn't expecting that but yeah I don't think that you did anything wrong the thing that you could do in the in the future is like, hey, if that happens again and you don't really want to be of any issue, you can go back to your car and change the kit in the car or something like that. That is an option. Uh, not the best option, of course, but it still is an option. But yeah, at this situation, you're definitely not the asshole. You're doing what you had to do. You had to change your baby's diaper and this was the only place you could do it peacefully and privately. And that woman was just an absolute fucking bitch. So, thank you for your question. Rocks and Hard Places 1. And that has been it for the Didn't Ask podcast for today. I hope you had a good time and I hope you didn't hear the thunder in the background. If you did have a good time, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Both places give you the ability to rate this podcast. So please rate it 5 stars or 4, nothing less. If you want to do less than that, you don't even have to go. Don't do the effort. Please, don't do the effort. You can leave your review over there. And if you do, I might read your review in the next episode after I see it. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash bot. That link will be in the show description. Over here, you can go 
and find out on what platforms this podcast is on. Spoiler alert, this podcast is on basically every platform. It's on Pocket Cast, it's on Podcast Addict, you name it, it's there. Please go and listen, subscribe, do all those good things. You can also go to youtube.com and you can search there for Dindas Podcast. And this podcast should pop up really quickly. Please like and subscribe so I get more subscribers and this show becomes more viable. I will be back next week. And in the meantime, you can see what I'm watching thanks to Tracked.tv. This link will be in the show description as well. Over here, you can see all the TV shows and movies that I'm watching while I'm watching them. And that is fun. So you can ask me a question about one of those shows. Or maybe you want to just propose a show that I should watch. So please leave that behind. You can do that on Tracked.tv as well. Because there is a button that says message. And if you press that, you get the ability to record a voice memo for me that I can then play on the podcast. If you don't want your voice to be heard on this right here podcast, I can totally understand that. Just say it somewhere in your message and then I'll just read your question or comment out myself. Well, that's enough for me for today. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope to see you back next week. Take good care of yourself. Enjoy your week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.